You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! S. S. Anthony Thomas. Okay, weirdos. This is my theory. I'm thinking, and I'm really believing this, I'm thinking that at some point in time, we're all kind of crash test dummies for the people around us. You know, they test their theories out, and they, you know, because if you really think about it, they test their theories out on us, because, you know, there's really no real investment in them, uh, for them. You know, if they if they give us a dumb idea to try out, and we mess up, that's our problem. You know, if they give us relationship advice, and it, and it's messed up, hey, that's kind of our problem. Now, they don't want anything bad to happen to us. But if you think for a second that they're going to try out a radical theory on their relationship first. Oh, no. Now, if something happens in the relationship and they try out some stuff and it works out, then they'll tell you that. But I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, sometimes people will try out stuff on you because they know you and they're close enough to you where they can sit back and monitor the results like they're in a lab or something before they try out the ideas on themselves. I'm telling you, man, they're trying out that stuff on you. You ever have somebody give you a relationship advice and then you find out later on that they took their own advice, but not before they gave you advice. They took out, they, they actually gave you the advice first and kind of sat back and watched you like you're a lab rat or something like, yeah, I'm going to tell him to go confront his wife. You know, even though my wife and his wife have similar personalities and we, we both, you know, we both kind of similar guys ourselves. We even look kind of alike. So I'm going to find out exactly what happens when this dumb bastard takes my stupid ass advice and goes and confronts his hot, his hot headed wife. And I won't see what happens to him, because if it works out for him, then I'm going to try it on myself. But but if it doesn't work out for him, hey, I just gave you advice. It was your choice to, to use it. So, yeah, man, um, if I were you, if I was in a certain situation like that, I would just go home and tell my wife I'm not putting up with that anymore. I would tell her I don't like her mother. I don't like her father and her brothers and sisters suck and that they, they can't come into the house because it's half your house. I mean, let's be honest. You had the house first. She moved into your house, damn it. And you just go back and tell her you ain't putting up with it. And then he kind of sits back and waits. And then you go home taking his advice all pumped up because you're thinking your friend wouldn't give you bad advice. Why would your friend give you bad advice? This is your homeboy. This is your friend, man. He even kind of looks like you. He even kind of has the same kind of personality. He even likes the same kind of woman. His wife is kind of like your wife. So you know if he gives you that advice, it must work. It must be a good idea. So go home and try it. And you do go home and try it. And you find out that, you know, your rel the people that stayed at your house all those times, they weren't kidding about how uncomfortable the couch is to sleep on, you dumb bastard. <laughs> because people will give you advice and then watch what happens to you to find out whether or not they can use the advice themselves. If you don't think your friends are doing that to you sometimes, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, guess what? It's happening. They're trying that stuff out on you first. You crash test dummy bastard. That's what they're doing. Come on, man. Come on. You've given advice before just to see what would happen. Don't act like you haven't. I mean, I, of course, would never do that myself in my younger days. <laughs> Is there a lie detector attached to my podcasting equipment? There isn't. I just want to make sure because that, that was a really big lie. You know, I, I've actually given advice in my 20s basically because I wanted to sound smart and experienced and then realized that what I said was kind of stupid. And then, you know, your friend gets his ass whooped or something like that by his girlfriend. And then you have to apologize to him and try to make things right. But, of course, that never happened with me. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
you know it's really weird when uh when you see people giving advice that shouldn't be giving advice i've seen that so many times we've all seen people giving advice and you're going why are you giving advice why are you giving advice i remember when um i i gained a little weight i go to the doctor's office and the doctor no not the doctor but the the um the nurse that you know, you know, you go to the doctor's office, the nurse comes in and they weigh you and they take your blood pressure and all of that kind of crap before the doctor comes out. And she's going, you know, you gained like 17 pounds over the past six months. And you really, you know, you really need to work out, man. And you need to do. do, do. And I'm going. I'm a foot taller than you. And about 900 pounds less than you. That's what I'm thinking. I wouldn't say that because that would be rude. But isn't it kind of weird if somebody who is morbidly obese and they're giving you advice on how to lose weight? Now, I'm not a fat shaming type of person because I know what it's like to be heavy. But when I was heavy, you even even though there was a time when I was in shape, then, then I got heavy, then I got back in shape. There was a time, but during the times when I was heavy, I can't, I shut the hell up. I shut my mouth. I, I, I really want to know how to put a, put together a workout plan and a diet plan to get myself in shape. I knew how to do it. I had done it before. I had been really heavy and then got into really, really good shape. I knew what the, I knew what the process was. I just got lazy after I got in shape and then got back and got heavy again. I know the process, but I kept my mouth shut. Because if you are heavy, like I was at that time, really big, and you give weight loss advice to someone who's just kind of out of shape, they're going to look at you like, really? And if they like you, they'll be polite. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, yeah. But you know what they're thinking in their head. You fat bastard. What the hell are you giving me advice for? Are you nuts? Do me a favor. Apply that crap to yourself. Then tell me. That's what they're thinking. I know it's not polite to say. I know it's not a good thing to say. I know that. But this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, and we keep it real here, damn it. We keep it real here. And that's what they're thinking. And that's what I was thinking when the nurse who took up, who was, damn, I couldn't even sit next to her, you know. And, you know, you gained 17 pounds and you, and you just in this past six months and you just need to, I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, yeah, you, you're right, you're right. I really need to, to work out. But I'm going, don't, please. I mean, if she had just said it as if she was stating fact, okay, see, uh, see us here, Mr. Thomas, that you gained 17 pounds. Okay. And I, oh, oh, don't even say anything at all. Just write the crap down and give the note to the doctor. The doctor's in shape. The doctor came in. Yo, S, you gained some weight, man. Come on. I can take that. But don't try to fat shame me when you're fatter. It's bad enough to be fat shamed by somebody who's in shape. That's, a, that's an asshole thing to do. But don't fat shame somebody when you're fatter. Shut up. Don't give me advice. Point me to the doctor and get the hell out of the room. <laughs> I never understood. There are certain people that got to realize you, you're not in a position to give advice. It's like that guy with the bad advice, with the stupid advice, crash test dummying his friend because his friend was in a similar position and he wanted to find out exactly what would happen because their wives were similar and he wanted to find out. He guinea picked that guy, watched what would happen to him, and if it worked out, he would then use his own advice, but he wanted to see what happened first. He could have prefaced it by going, you know what, I've never been in that position before. But, I mean, if I was going to try that, this is what I would try to do. At, at that point, you're giving advice. You're not, it's not even advice. You're giving options to your friend. But you're not lying. You're not acting like you were in the, exactly the same position. You, uh, you launched this great idea, this great plan, and it worked out for you. Yeah, try that. That, you know, no, you lied. 
You shouldn't have been given advice. You should have shut your mouth or prefaced it with, I haven't done this, but uh, listening to you, this is probably this is probably what I would have tried to do in that sim similar situation. And then the guy could apply the right percentages to it and go, well, he didn't try it, but let me think about it. But he goes storming off. It worked for him. He's just like me. She's just like her. I'll try it. Why are you aiming, aiming a, a baseball bat at my nuts? Come on, man. And it was the same thing in that doctor's office. Come on. Come, silly, seriously, come on, lady. I remember, when I, I remember when I was younger, we actually saw, which was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, two guys. My friends and I are sitting there, we're just kind of sitting on my porch, waiting for another friend to show up to park his car at my place, and then we were going to go off and, and do what we were going to do that evening. And we're watching these two guys, and these are two guys that are known in the neighborhood. Nice enough cats, but not, not friends, but we know them. They know us well enough to, to greet us by name, first name. They don't. I don't think they know what our last names were at the time. And we didn't really know what their last name. You know, hey, Bill, hey, Fred, hey, Steve, hey, 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 hey Anthony, hey, you know, that kind of crap. So we, we kind of know these cats. And they're standing there at the corner. They don't really see us, but we see them. And then we overhear the conversation. And here, oh, I forgot. I forgot to give you some information about these two, two gentlemen. One of them is a crackhead and one of them is an alcoholic. And the crackhead was giving the alcoholic advice on how to not let alcohol ruin his life. A crackhead, I'll, I'll repeat that. A crackhead was giving an alcoholic advice on how to not let alcohol ruin his life. Now, technically, I guess you could say he was advice he could have given. I mean, because there was a point when the crackhead who was giving the advice was a crackhead and alcoholic, where the alcoholic is just an alcoholic. But quite frankly, if you have a crack problem, maybe, just maybe, you should shut the hell up. Maybe you should f solve your own problem. Maybe you should get off crack and get your life back together, then step up to the alcoholic and say, Hey, at one time I had an alcohol and crack problem. I now no longer have that problem, even though it's a day-to-day -day struggle, technically. But I have not used crack or alcohol in three years, and I'm in great shape. And I found a good woman and we're having a baby and I work at this office and everything's going great. And I no longer smell like urine and feces. But no, he was literally giving him advice with a vial hanging out of his back pocket. That's right. The burnt lip crackhead was now was giving the alcoholic some advice. And the alcoholic, who was probably drunk off his ass at the time, was listening. Yeah, that's a good idea. I really think that the alcohol is messing up my life. I really need to stop using this alcohol because, you know, sometimes I get in deep trouble. I get into fights and stuff with the alcohol. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah, but see, the crack addict, uh, how can I put this politely? Oh, yes. Does disgusting things to people for money to buy crack. If this was a video podcast, you would know that you would you would note that I'm making a face directly into the microphone where I'm a face that is saying, "Are you kidding me?" That's the face I'm making. So this guy doesn't need to be given advice. Like I said, some people don't need to be given advice. Give advice when you fix your problem. That's when you give advice. That's when you give advice. Don't turn the other person into a crash test dummy for your theories so you can find out whether your theories work by using them. No. But I'll be honest with you, sometimes being the crash test dummy is not 
a bad thing. Sometimes you want to be the crash test dummy. Sometimes you want the theory to be worked out on you. And I'm talking about a situation that happened with me. And I wanted to be the crash test dummy for this theory. This is something that happened with an old girlfriend. This is a while ago, but I remember it clearly. Girl was delicious, beautiful woman, wonderful person. We're still friends now. Well, we're not close friends, but we're, you know, we're friendly. Mainly because, you know, she lives in Texas and I ain't in Texas. So we were dating and, and, and we, were having, we were having a great time. And then she tells me, you know, you know how women sometimes will reference old boyfriends and that doesn't really normally bother me because it's like, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I mean, it's like, we're both, we're both adults. I'm assuming other people have had sex with you. Just like you can pretty carefully assume that other people have had sex with me. I mean, you don't acquire this level of overwhelming skill by yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, some of it you do, but that's none of your business, you sick bastards. So she's going, and, and, and I was with this other guy, and he didn't, and I wanted to do this, but he wasn't doing that, and, and, and she's going through, and I'm sitting there going, okay, that's yeah, that's cool. I was trying to be polite. I was like, I really don't really hear about another guy, you know, doing stuff, but whatever. This, if you, when we were close enough where you want to tell me stuff that I really probably wouldn't want to hear, I'm going to be cool enough to let you vent and say all of these things, even though I don't want to hear this crap, because if I let you get it all out now, I don't have to hear this crap later on, because I really would kind of like to just think about me getting it on with you, not some chump you were with five years ago. So she has a really attractive friend uh, that is kind of a corresponding friend. They were close, but that friend kind of lives lived far away from where we were at the time. And they were close. They were on the phone all the time, but they never did. They, they didn't. They, they would visit each other or she would come to where we were and all that kind of stuff. So there was one of those things. And the boyfriend that she was with, well, let's just say he wasn't me, <laughs> you know, but who is? <laughs> I got to stop doing that. So he was excited. Let's just put it to you this way. He was kind of one of those, you know, I put it in. There it is. I'm done. Thank you, honey. One of those boring dudes, you know, in the El Sacco. You know what I'm saying? And she wanted to spice things up. So because she really liked him. He was a good dude from what she told me. But in that area, no. So she wanted to spice things up. So she. And they were young at the time. She decided she was going to spice things up by inviting her friend to join them now it wasn't going to be a regular thing it would be an occasional thing it might even have only been a one-time thing but her friend who was equally attractive and equally delicious as her was going to when she came to town spice things up and surprise him by let's just say how can i put this colorful how can i put this politely uh both banging him two ridiculously attractive women Oh, yeah. And this will tell you what a complete loser this guy was. He thought it was a bad idea. Oh, no, I don't want to. This is awful. I don't want to do this. This is wrong. We shouldn't do this. I feel I would feel like I was cheating on you. This is this, this is gross, man. I can't do this. Yes. She offered and she, she shamed the crap out of both of them. The crap out of both of them. Two delicious women willing to delicious disease-free women who were using their own birth control wanted to get it on with this chump and he was not into it so much so that he actually browbeat and shamed the idea out of her head fast forward a couple of years she's with me now it never it never occurred to me to try to bring that kind of thing up 
you know. But now that I know that it was an option, I'm going, what the? I said, what happened? I said, so you, you never did it again? Oh, no, he made me feel so bad about it. I mean, it was just an idea. I was going to do it, and my girlfriend was into it. But he's just, you know, I was going to try it out, you know, because it's like, I mean, it's not like a, a thing that I want to do all the time. And I don't know if we would actually have done anything to each other, to be honest with you. I mean, we weren't really going to even do anything to each other. It was just, it was basically going to be us both doing stuff with him. You know, like, you know, we would, I would do something to him, and then I would kiss him while she was doing stuff to him. And then I, then she would be able to kiss him only when we're, only in this instance. She wouldn't have been able to get it on with him at any other time, but just like this one time. And, you know, if it was, if we enjoyed we would do it every once in a while and he didn't want that did I mention that she was delicious and her friend was also equally delicious did I mention that and I knew both of them oh yeah he was going to be the crash test dummy for that idea but because this punk decided to punk out and shame them Something that she would have normally been into, that she would have been able to have been open to doing, which would have been available to me, was not going to happen. Because I had seen a friend before. Oh, boy. Oh, I mean, my girl, the girl I was seeing at the time, who's still a friend of mine. Ooh. Ooh. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, ooh. I'll say it one more time. Ooh. And her friend. Okay? Both of them together. Oh. And he had an opportunity to boom, boom, chickity, boom, boom, chickity with both of them. And now, I wish he hadn't told me the story because then now I wanted it to boom, boom, chickity, boom, boom, chickity with both of them. But this punk ruined it by being the wrong crash test dummy. That was a time when I wouldn't mind being the crash test dummy. In fact, I, I had to talk to her. I said, listen, um, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes in earlier, in, when we're young in our relationships, when, we, when we're with the wrong person, I mean, the simple fact that the relationship ended means that he was the wrong guy for you. So obviously, since he was the wrong guy for you, you, I mean, like if a guy that you dated before cheated, you wouldn't just assume every other guy is cheating. You wouldn't treat the next guy as if he was a cheater, if he had no no, no uh, behaviors that made you think he was a cheater, right? So if that's the case, and you should not allow what someone does in the past from allowing you to do certain things that you really want to do in the future, <laughs> you know. So if you wanted, like, say, if there was a thing you wanted to do in the past and uh, that would make uh, any guy in his right mind uh, realize that life is heaven, uh, maybe you should, you know, maybe revisit that idea and allow it to happen in the future. I mean, I'm not just saying, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just, we're just speaking in the abstract. I'm not talking about the fact that your friend is damn near as fine as you are. And I never really thought about it that way. But now the picture of me nailing both of you is now going to ruin my life. So, I mean, I mean, not that it would ruin my life. I mean, my life is good with you. <laughs> it just would be a little bit better if while we were kissing your girlfriend was doing stuff to my junk i mean i'm just saying that just you know <laughs> not gonna happen really no <laughs> and that guy ruined it you know bastard because he was the wrong crash test dummy i needed to be the right crash test dummy now i i mean i actually did it actually did happen later on i mean that's cool which was great by that time the relationship was basically kind of over but we still were getting it on with each other because it's like, well, you're disease free and you know how to work the genitals. So let's keep getting it on till we find somebody to be like. So that that was that was cool. And um, 
even though the even though the story was just about crash test dummies and I didn't really need to let you know at the end of that story that I eventually got it on with those two babes. I just want to have it on record that I, I at one point in my life, got it on with two tens. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I just wanted you to know about it. <laughs> because it only happened one time after that, and I really need to have that happen again. I, I, I gotta, let me just think about that for a minute. God, it was so good. Two gorgeous women at the same time. Oh, man, it was awesome. What was even better was at that time in my life, I was in the best shape of my life. And I was awesome. Geez, sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is that, like I said, in life, we're, we're all kind of crash test dummies. You know, sometimes people will test their theories on us and, you know, to see whether or not it will work. And we have to realize that's the case. Be cognizant of the fact that the person may be trying advice out on you. May not, the advice may be bad and they may just be wanting to see exactly how it's going to work. So be, so be, be mindful of that. Be mindful of the fact that you got to know where the advice is coming from. Is that person the right person to give you advice? If they're not the right person to give you advice, listen anyway. They may have some nuggets of knowledge, but take it, take it, like take it under advisement that maybe may not be the person to give you an advice. And another takeaway from this is S. Anthony has gotten it on with two women at the same time. And that's right. I just wanted you to know that. Ha! <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't just do great podcasts and incredible stand up. I used to get it on with two smoking hot tans. Deal with it. <laughs> All right. I believe we're probably recording right now. I'm pretty sure that we are. Yes, I actually know for a fact that we are recording right now. And um, I just want to talk really quickly about uh, something that happened when I was in the, in the doctor's office. And and, and I, it's it's a funny thing because... People don't realize that we're all kind of performers in a way. Um, because if, and, and it happens to everybody. It's happened to me too. You know, say for the sake of argument, you're, you're in your room or you're in your house or you're just chilling by yourself. No one's around. You stub your toe. Yeah, you go, ooh. And then that's it. And, they go, ah, and you go about your business. But if there's someone around, all of a sudden that turns into a big show. Yeah, my thing, I broke my toe. Ah. You turn everything into a big show. And that was kind of funny also because I was I was sitting at the doctor's office. We were doing a thing where you actually go to the doctor's office. You actually give blood first. And then when you go back for your appointment, then, of course, they already have your blood test, uh, you know, information. And then they can go from there and make any kind of adjustments to if your medications. In my case, it's just like, you know, hey, we're going to check you, this, that. It's no big deal. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, so this guy is sitting across from me and he's on the phone, obviously arguing with his significant other. You know, she's, they obviously had an argument. They obviously lived together. And he's trying to make it a point of making his argument so loud that we're going to become involved with it. Nobody wants to become involved with your argument with your significant other. If I knew you, I wouldn't want to get involved in an argument that you're having with your significant other. But I don't know you. I don't give a crap about you. So now he's out there and he's he's with her and he's talking to her on the phone. And you can hear he, he, this long period of time where he's not saying anything. 
and you can tell that he's just kind of sitting there taking his, his verbal ass whipping and then it was almost as if he could he, he started to figure out oh my god there's people sitting here and they know we're having an argument and they also know that I hadn't said anything for the past four minutes and I kept the phone to my ear which means I was getting hammered so he had to of course turn up the volume and try to be tough guy yeah well I don't give up and then he starts cursing his head off you know, and there's people around me right now and I still don't give up then he curses and you know, and, and he's kind of like looking around, and it's almost as if he wondered that he was he was saying, "See, y'all heard me sit there five minutes quiet, getting my behind whooped by this woman on the phone, but but I just cursed just now and told her that I didn't care." And the, and what I'm thinking is, you know, she could have just have easily said, "Could you hold on for a minute? I gotta go. To, I gotta go. Pay, I gotta. I gotta get the door." And then you use that moment to curse at her, and then when she then when she then when she comes back to the phone, then all of a sudden you go back to your normal voice. Don't act like you've never done that. Everybody's done that. Everybody's done it. Don't act like you haven't been in a fight. And when the guy's long gone, or you know the guy can't hear you, you start selling what they used to call back in the day wolf tickets. My parents, eight people my parents' age used to call them wolf tickets, where you would, you know, you would puff up and start trying to sound tough like you were going to do something when the person was long gone. Yeah, and another thing, you better never come back because if you come back, I'm gonna whoop you, I'm gonna bust you, you knock. Meanwhile, the person that he's talking to is long gone he's just complete bull crap he's not fooling anybody and that's what he was doing on the phone because after that big tirade all of a sudden there were no more outbursts there was no more cursing there was no more mr tough guy and there was another long five minute chunk where he didn't get to say a damn thing and then he gets up and walks into another room and starts whispering well a couple of minutes ago you just said you, you didn't give a bleep you didn't care if people heard you and you were cursing cursing up a storm and looking around, puffing up in your chair like you're a big tough guy. Now, all of a sudden, this sucker is off in the corner whispering like a punk. I'm telling you right now, I bet that that woman walked away from the phone for a minute and he picked that moment to try to pump up and try to sound tough while she was gone. You big phony. You know that woman kicked your behind in that argument. I know what this. I mean, the thing is, I've been in those arguments too with with ladies that I've dated and lived with, and the difference with me is, I don't try to win the argument. If the, if it's not important for me to win the argument, I'll give. I'll put up enough of a fight so they'll think I care, but not enough of a fight where I'm going to make them even angry. If it's not important for me to win, like I said, I'll throw up a token argument just to make sure that they feel like you know. It's like it's like one of those things where if you were sparring with a championship fighter. You're not ex you're not trying to beat them. I mean, you're in there just sparring, you know. But you don't you want you want to be good enough where the champion feels like you know what, yeah, that was a good workout, but not so good that the champion is actually trying to fight you back or you get fired. It's the same thing with a fight with a girlfriend. You fight just enough to make them feel like they they got what they needed to say out, but not enough where you say something dumb back to them and then make them really mad. Because if you win the if you win the argument. And then you wind up sleeping on the couch or worse, wind up sleeping in the bed next to them. And they quote, accidentally, unquote, knee you in the balls or accident or quote, accidentally, unquote, elbow you in the chest. And that's happened before. Which is amazing because even though it was an accident, it was like, ha ha, got him. It's like, wait a minute, you don't get you don't get to say ha ha, got him after if it was an accident. If it was an accident, you say, oops, I'm sorry. You don't roll over and knee a guy in the balls and go take that, you bastard. I mean, wait a second. If it was an accident, you wouldn't say, take that, you bastard. You know? Uh, you're not fooling me, damn it. I know what you're doing. You know, like that time you accidentally tried to run me over with your car. I mean, come on. 
Here's your wallet. Pick it up right there. Wait a second. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nobody tried to run me over with a car. But <laughs> but I did get need the balls and elbowed in the chest a couple of times um, while I was asleep. But the thing is, even if you get in trouble, you know, don't 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 fight back so hard. Don't try to make a point. That's one of the worst things that you can do as a dude is to try to make a point when the point's not important. You know, don't ever try to make a point with your woman if it's not important. Don't try to win the fight. If, she, if she's mad enough to fight, she needs to get it out. Make sure she gets it out while you're both awake, while you're both clothed, while soft parts of your body aren't swinging around freely to be hit and grabbed and stuff. You don't want that. So don't don't do it. And also, if you really think about it, it's like a it's like a basketball player that complains to the refs all the time. If you complain to the refs all the time, they don't pay attention to you after a while. They just think of you as, as a whiner. They think of you as somebody who's just complaining to complain. But if you're the kind of person that never complains to the refs, when you do complain to the ref, they'll go, wait a minute, he never complains. Something really bad, they really must be holding him. I mean, this guy never complains during a game, but now he's complaining. They must be holding. I've got to watch for holding. And then you get holding calls. It's the same with the girlfriend. I'm not going to fight back. Why would I fight back? Well, I mean, not fight back. I would, I would never hit, actually hit a woman. I'm talking about verbal fight. I don't fight back for the most part. Because most of the time, the stuff that she wanted, any woman I'm, uh, I've been with wanted me to make an adjustment on was stuff I didn't mind making an adjustment on. You know, I didn't give a crap. You know, can we go to bed a half an hour earlier? Oh, no. We're going to get it on a half an hour earlier than normal? Oh, man, I was hoping to, to delay getting it on with you. Of course I'll go to bed a half an hour early. What the hell do I care? All I was doing was watching that last half of a late-night talk show that I don't give a crap about. When you're hanging out with the guys, can you come back a little like an hour early? Not a problem. No big deal. Because I stayed out late, so what? I don't give a crap. I come back a little early, I don't make a difference. Um, would it be okay if... That it, and it's usually it's usually the kind of crappy... And, but, but the thing is... What guys will tell you, what, what guys will tell you uh, is that they're kind of slowly taking over and they're slowly, you know, moving you in a specific direction. And it's but the thing is, like I said, if I don't care, it doesn't matter. But if you puff up, hey, 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 I'm not doing that. They'll listen because you don't normally do it. You have to do it enough, though. You got to You got to You got to actually stand up enough. You can't do it on such a rare occasion that they think you're crazy. You got to do it enough. That's what I tell my young guys, my really young guys. I tell them, you got to do it enough. Maybe once a month. You know, one or every five fights. No, every ten fights. If you're married, every ten fights, because there will be ten fights. If you're dating, every third fight. You stand up and go, hey, 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 I'm drawing a line here. You know, because, you know, you're probably going to be going home after the sex, which means she's probably not going to be able to punch you in the balls. Or, or, oh, did I spill coffee in your lap? <laughs> I said, you know, I, I, I was a little, I'm a little suspicious. I'm starting to think that you spilled the coffee on, on my lap on purpose. Why would you say that I would spill coffee in your lap on purpose? Well, you drew a bullseye on my genitals, through my on, the, on my pants, where the genitals are, and you wrote, uh, throw coffee here on it. I mean, this is, it's still on my pants in permanent markers, a bullseye over my genitals, and you wrote in the middle of the bullseye, pour coffee here, and then you poured coffee. And you, the bad part about it is, you gotta, you, you hit the bullseye. You, how did you, how, what the hell, wait a second, have you been practicing? Because that was just too good of a shot. That was too good of a shot. How did you get it directly, a direct hit like that? And you're across the room, so you had to have been practicing that shot for a while. Damn you. 
But in all seriousness, man, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like to waste my time with, uh, with stupid arguments. I definitely wouldn't be uh, arguing with a girlfriend on the phone in front of people trying to make, trying to get cool points from strangers. Yeah, I'm cursing, and I don't care who who, who says it. No, what what is who who is that impressing? Is she supposed to go? Oh, you know what? Now that you've disrespected me in front of other people, I now see the validity of your point, and I'm going to make the adjustment, even though I'm diametrically opposed to it. I'm going to make the adjustment, and we're going to have extra sex because you called me an idiot and cursed at me on the phone in front of people. Yeah, now that you've done that, I'm definitely going to give you some, a lot of my delicious buttocks, and I'm going to acquiesce to all of your all of your requests. No. <laughs> you know? Just like when, when your girlfriend... <laughs> I was just thinking of a friend of mine. He was supposed to be home at a certain time. And I even reminded him. I was like, yo, Jackie wants you to, you know... Jackie, ain't, I know Jackie says she want me to come home, but I'm a grown man and I would do what I want. I said, dude, you can see, you see us every three days. You live with her every day. I don't necessarily think it's that big of a deal that she wants you to come back every once in a while and not stay out till four o'clock in the morning. See, my girlfriend, you know, is not home. Believe me, I mean, I love you guys, but you know, if my girlfriend was home right now, if I had a choice between sitting here with you jackasses, trading jokes and having a good time and watching some sports and drinking beers, or being home with her doing damn near anything, you guys lose. And it ain't even necessarily about just the sex. It's just that, you know, she's a pretty woman and you're a bunch of dudes. I mean, I love you guys, I really do. But you lose, even if there's no sex involved, which there usually will be, but just in case there isn't, she still beats you guys because, you know, that's a good time to build up some goodwill when you come. She, you know, she's on her period and then she doesn't want to do anything and you still come home and hang out and have a great time with her. That is, I mean, not only is that a wonderful thing, a wonderful expression of love with your woman, but it definitely, definitely, definitely builds up lots of cool points. And at some point in the future, maybe on your birthday or, you know, Christmas, there might be some butt stuff. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that I'm even into the butt stuff. Oh, wait, I keep forgetting that you guys are my best friends. <laughs> you know I am. But, um, you know, so that's the way it is. So you, you should really go home before Jackie. Oh, there she is. And she walks in. And she was ticked off. Because I looked up at the clock. And I mean, if he had been a half an hour later, even an hour late, she probably wouldn't have been as upset. But the simple fact that it's now, she needed you to be home at 10 or 11. I think it was 11 o'clock or something like that. And it's now uh, 4. You're dead. She walks in. You're supposed to be home, you bastard. And he walks. He tried, just like the guy. Just like the guy at the, at the doctor's office. He tried to show off for his friends. And we're all like, no, don't. Don't do that. Don't do it. What you doing? I'm a man. We're like, no. We're all shaking our head and going, no, dude. No, no. Don't. Do, no, dude. No. And another thing. I do what I feel like it. And then, and she, and then she got calm. But she, oh, God. When your woman is just... When she has a mad face and it abruptly gets really, really calm. Oh, God. Oh, God, you're dead. You're, you're done. Oh. Every word and every word that came out of his mouth after her face changed was another day he was not going to get anywhere near any nakedness. She was going to wear gloves so she, he couldn't see her fingers. He wasn't going to get nothing. And even if you take the sex out of the equation, you know that icy cold, you could turn off the damn air conditioning. She just looked at you. She looks at you and it just, ooh, it's cold in there. That's not the cold. Turn the air conditioner off. Air conditioner ain't on. That's the look I'm shooting you. Bro. Damn. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some hot coffee up there. Let me look at the coffee. 
it froze. You're damn right. I'm gonna freeze your punk ass out. You're gonna I come to you show up late and try to show off in front of your friends. Even your friend S. Anthony was was giving you the no trying to trying to calm you down. When I saw him, I saw that. I realized you got some good friends, and then I realized you still showed off and you act like an ass in front of your friends. And you and you, and then she walks into the bedroom. You hear like the like locks clicking and he's going would you lock me out the bedroom no that ain't locking out the bedroom i'm just locking up these 16 chastity belts i'm putting on justin you ain't even getting Ooh, you're getting nothing <laughs> you know and that's why like i said don't if, if you got to argue with your woman please i mean just keep it respectful because you know it's it's a cliche thing and it's kind of you know standard you know, comedy topics, which is why when I do stand-up, I stay away from the standard comedy topics. Well, I'm a little weird, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but it's just, you know, just you know, it's, just, it's a cliche. Women remember everything. They do. They really, really do. We don't remember stuff. We really, really don't because we don't want to remember stuff. It's not important to us to remember that stuff. We don't care. But what I do, listen, man, you live in a land of, of smartphones and computer technology. There's really no excuse for forgetting your wife's birthday there's no excuse for forgetting anniversaries there's no excuse for not going home when you said you were going to go home you could put it in your smartphone wife needs to be be to be home at 11 give me i know i'm going to be about a half an hour away from the house i give myself an alarm an hour before i need to be there and there's no way that you get home and they know that that's why it's worse for you now before we had this technology we could get away with stuff oh you know what i lost track of time how are you gonna lose track of time when you got a global positioning satellite and a and a damn 16 alarms on your phone the phone that you're checking all the time you didn't forget you didn't want to go home well i got lost in traffic no you didn't get lost in traffic because the car you bought the one that you bought that was too expensive because she said we really shouldn't buy a car that expensive and you got it anyway because you wanted to get the OEM, meaning Original Equipment Manufacturers, GPS built into the vehicle that was even better than the normal ones, like the super-duper mega brand new one that actually gives you real-time traffic and actually zooms in on chicks' butts to show you the butts you would have seen had the traffic not been clogged. You bought that. So how are you going to say you got lost? You didn't get lost. Well, I lost track of time. You didn't lose track of time. This thing would have got you home faster than you normally would have got home, you lying bastard. That's why. When that guy was on the phone, Showing off for people that didn't give a damn, including myself, who didn't give a damn about his relationship. I'm like, you ain't going to do nothing to me, girl. He was a big dumbass. Never pick a fight when you don't have to pick a fight. You wouldn't pick a physical fight with somebody, right? I'm just a regular hype guy. But you wouldn't want to just pick a fight with me. Even if you could beat me up, I'm going to hurt you. Even if you're a martial artist, you're going to kick my ass. But don't think you're just going to walk through me. I'm going to hurt you in some way. I mean, he's going to connect with your chin once. It's not worth it. Even if you think you can beat me, it's not worth it. Even if you're a big, giant guy who I could never beat, I'm gonna, you're going to at least get a black eye or a broken finger when we're fighting. Even if you get the black eye from, you know, when you when you laugh like, that's all the fight you, that's all you, that's all any fight you could put up. <laughs> and you bend over holding your stomach and smack your face against the railing. Something bad's going to happen, damn it. But what I'm saying is, don't pick fights. Don't pick a fight with your woman because she's in the bed with you and you want to get it on with her. And let's be honest, she's important to you and you want to keep her happy and she ain't going to be happy if she's fighting with you. And that's what I, I wish I, wish, I, wish I could have said that to the dude. But he was such a dumbass. He just drove. I remember, I actually went in, gave my blood, had a nice conversation with the lady in the blood uh, who was taking the blood. She's a nice lady. I see her all the time. She's always the one that takes the blood at, at the doctor's office. 
you know, because it was a, the people that were behind me. Some some of the like four or five of the people just kind of milled around inside of the doctor's office. So when she came out to call them, they weren't there. So while we were waiting for them to come back, I just sat there and talked to her. I mean, we know each other. So I was there for quite a while. And I talked to a couple of the other staff members who I know. And on my way out, he's still there. We got his balled up in the corner. And then he sees me, the guy who was sitting directly from him, across from him, and he puffs up again. And another thing, which and I'm sitting there going, dude, you just made your woman mad again to try to impress me, who thinks you're an idiot. Why are you doing that? I never understood why people do dumb stuff and try to impress other people. Do not pick a fight with your woman to try to impress strangers. Don't pick a fight with your woman, period. It's dumb. I'm going to go home. Now, the fact that I've remembered it long enough to podcast about the action, the only reason I remember this is because I was watching this happen. I'm going, I'm podcasting about that crap. But if it wasn't for the fact that I do a podcast every week, I would have forgotten his behind by the time I walked from that doctor's office went to my car and went to McDonald's to get a sweet tea. I would have forgotten about his ass by the time I was halfway through with that sweet tea. So he's probably, he probably won't see his wife naked. I think this is the, um, this is July 4th that I'm recording this segment for the, for next Thursday's podcast. I think he may see her naked. Let's see when Malia Obama is finishing her second term as president. That's when he'll see his woman naked dumb bastard somebody wrote me a, a message and they said yo s um if you were lebron would you go back to cleveland and my answer was <laughs> no no i wouldn't but there's nothing wrong with the city of cleveland i mean it's, it's it's city just like any other place fine and i'm not one of those people that always likes to dump on cleveland and the, the armpit of the i'm not I, I, i'm not into that silly crap what i'm talking about is when he left Cleveland, remember how the fans reacted? Remember the burning jerseys? Remember that? Remember the taking the signs down? Remember all the stuff they said on tell the television? Remember all the stuff they said on the radio? Remember all the stuff they said on social media? Remember all the things they wrote? All the things that kept happening after this guy left, which he had the right to do, by the way. Now, would you be upset if your favorite player leaves? Of course you would. Would you be even more upset if, the, if your favorite player just happened to be the best player on the planet? Of course. If LeBron James was 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 a, a, a player on my home city and he decided to leave, because we had a back back in Philadelphia, uh, he wasn't my favorite player, nor was he the best player on the planet, but he was a very very integral part of the Phillies, my hometown team back in Philadelphia. He was an integral part, Jason Worth, of them winning the championship. So he goes to the Washington Nationals, which is a rival in the same division, and he went for one hundred and twenty-seven million dollars. And you know what I said? I would like to have Jason Worth stay back on the Phillies over there, but guess what? That's $127 million. He already won them a world title, helped win the world title. Let him go get his fucking money, you know? And it's the same thing. If, 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 if uh, Like when Charles Barkley left the Sixers, you know, it was like, you know, the Sixers stink. He wants to try to win a ring. Let him go. I still love Charles. I'm not going to get mad at him. He has a finite amount of time in his life to maximize what he does. They got, like I said in an earlier podcast, if you're if you're an athlete, you got ten years where you're at your peak. If you're in that section, whatever you got to do in that section to maximize your opportunities to win as many games as possible and to win as many championships as you possibly can, you do that. You don't owe the team or the city that much because if you stop if you stop uh, being able to play basketball, they'll be the first ones on talking talk radio talking about 
Well, he sucks now. Get that bum out of town. He was good three, four years ago, but he's a bum now. Get him out. Don't say that you wouldn't. They would say that. If LeBron James started to suck while he was with Cleveland, they would say, well, you should, you should have stayed in college and, and then got some game and then, and then came out. Or you should have never came out. What would we get this bum for? You would have done that. Okay? And you know that fans would have done that. So it's up to him to do the best he can do for himself. To get the things that he needs for himself. He has a family to feed, even though I don't think he has a problem with that anymore. But he also has a, a potential to feed. He has to get the the, mess, the the best that he can out of his skill set. You know, when he's 39 years old, he's not going to be LeBron James, greatest basketball player on the planet. He's going to be LeBron James, the dude who used to be the greatest basketball player on the planet. So he has a small window now of about four or five years where he can play at this level. And then it's going to be a decline, just like every other human being on the planet. So they asked if he should, if he should go to Cle- if he would go to Cleveland. And somebody asked me if I was LeBron, would I go back to Cleveland? Hell no. Not after what was said about me in Cleveland. Not after the, my having my jerseys burned and my posters ripped down. Not after all the stuff that people said. Not after what not after the ridiculousness of what that owner said. Why would I want to go back to a person who was that disrespectful when I left and help him make more money? Get the hell out of here. Are you crazy? I wouldn't even talk to that guy again. I wouldn't say anything bad about him. I wouldn't be rude to him. I wouldn't disparage him. I wouldn't say anything libelous about him. But in my head, I'd be thinking, the hell with that guy. The hell with him. And that's the truth. Some things you can't unsay. Some things you can't undo. It's the same thing in relationships. I was with a girl. We were going out for a while. Everything was cool for a while. And the relationship kind of slowed down. Now, we were both in our early 20s at the time. And we, you know, it was our one of, you know, when you're that young, you don't realize that all relationships kind of slow down a bit and then they kind of calm down into normalcy. It's not always they run across the room, rip each other's pants off and get it on all the time. And I can't wait till she calls. I can't wait till he calls. It's not always like that. That's the first few months then it kind of gets to the normal stage. Well, we didn't know that. So when it got to the point where you're comfortable, the kind of place where as a more mature man, I would love to get to that point with somebody you know, you could just you could just enjoy each other. You don't have to always be on top of each other unless you're getting it on. Then, oh yeah. And what happened was because it petered out. I, I didn't want to end it. I was like, I guess this is you know. I was like, I right, I still dig her. It's just a, you know, it's not like it was when we got together. I guess that's normal. But she didn't. It's not exciting as it was the first two months. I'm out of here, and she and she broke up with me, and it hurt. You know. And then what happened was. She started saying all, I mean, as we're breaking up and I'm leaving, she's saying all sorts of nasty stuff, all sorts of mean, vindictive crap, stuff that's not necessary because it's not like I did anything bad. I didn't cheat on her. I didn't never, never spoke disrespectfully to her. I didn't do anything. But because I now was leaving at her request, by the way, now all of a sudden the, the vindictive and nasty and mean stuff, most of which I didn't believe. And uh, she was like making stuff up to be hurtful. And I'm sitting there going, you broke up with me. Why are you mad at me? Well, you should have done this. And you, and when we first got together, and you, because that's exactly what it sounded like to me after a while. And she started saying some really mean, disgusting stuff. You know, and it was really weird. It was something similar to, to another girl. She goes, well, I didn't want to have kids with you anyway. What the hell was, why is that necessary? Right? So we break up. And I go on and I start to do a little something, you know, in my life, in my career. And, you know, things are going pretty good. You know, nice, nice steady level. She starts, she dates a bunch of other people, realizing that they're a bunch of douchebags. And she goes, wow, every relationship after that also had that period 
where it kind of calmed down and got to the normalcy level. Oh, I guess it wasn't him. The, he wasn't the problem. It's just that that's what happens. So then she decides she wants to get S. Anthony back. And she starts calling and writing letters and calling my relatives and friends trying to get in contact with me. And then one day she actually runs into me at a comedy club because she saw my name on a marquee driving by. And uh, she comes in. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, why was that show not sold out? There was like four seats left. <laughs> right? If the show had been sold out, I would have been able to get out of town without having to run into her stupid ass. So she comes in, she sits back, watches the whole show, and then she comes up to me and she's like, I ain't doing <laughs> all in my face, hugged up on me, putting my hands on my chest, and I'm going, You don't have hands on chest privileges, honey. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I didn't say that because, I mean, even though I wasn't going to get it on with her, it's nice to have a woman feel you up. I'm not an idiot. So hoping she would actually go for hands on balls privileges. That would have been nice. I would have let her do that, too. Actually, if she did that, I would have taken her home and gotten it on with her. But that's a different story. So she, uh, and then I would have gotten rid of I said, you know what, that was nice, but we can't be together. But that's a, that's a whole different story. I mean, she was she was really hot. I mean, I'm not an idiot. Come on, give me a break. All right, I was in my 20s, early 20s. Shut up. And she tries to get back with me. And every time she's talking, I'm kind of smiling. And I'm looking at her, and she's looking good. And she's... She's basically the same person, she, it seemed, for a few moments, as the same person that she was before all of the, before we broke up. And But for some reason, every time I saw her, it was like a bad sitcom where, as you're talking to the person, you get that dream sequence music. And then you kind of travel back in time, you know, the hazy camera, the hazy camera, and then you go, and then you're back in time, you know, a year or two earlier, or three or whatever it was. And then you see her, and I don't want to have kids with you anyway, and you ain't nothing, your comedy career, I don't give a fuck what everybody else says, I still think you ain't shit, I don't care, fuck those standing ovations, they, they just felt sorry for you, and I don't want to have your children, and you, and you ain't nothing, you ain't getting, and you never gonna, and you ain't, I'm not even gonna get into the real mean shit, she said, and made up, most likely. And all I could see was that. And even though I wanted to bend her over right there and take her to, boom, boom, city, I thought, nah, 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 nah. You already showed me who you were. There's no way in hell I'm going to get back involved with you after what you did. Yes, you still look delicious. Yes, I enjoyed getting it on with you. Yes, I want to grab a hold of you right now and take you to city. But I'm not going to because I remember who you really are. And what you said and what you did, I can't forgive it. So no, I don't want your phone number. No. I don't want to talk to you. No, I don't want to get it on with you. No, we can't go for coffee. No. I want you to be happy because I cared about you. And I still do in a way. But you ain't going to be with me. And I left. And I went on to, to date some other wonderful women. Who, when we broke up, we, it was just a, a nice break, break. It was a little painful, but no mean things were said. And for the most part, we're still cool. In fact, I'm actually cool with some of their... Husbands and boyfriends from later on. You know, the guys that they met later. We were cool. There was no meanness. There was no vindictiveness. There was none of that. She showed me who she was. And it's the same thing here with LeBron and Cleveland. The owner showed you who he is. Who he really is. Not who he pretends to be. And the fans showed you what they think about you. Now, this isn't Cleveland specific. Fans will drop your ass in a second if you can't play. So you shouldn't hold it against the fans as much, even though that was some, some fucked up shit that they did. 
But if I was LeBron, there's something in my head that would just be going, I can't go back to that stadium. Because, yes, they'd be cheering me. And, yes, they'd be sitting there doing the hand clap thing when I do that thing. You know, that thing he does with the talcum powder. We, he talks his hands up and claps it in the air and makes it mist up. And everyone else on that side of the court would always do the exact same things in unison with him. That was nice. That was cool. That was a wonderful moment every time before the game. Everybody did that. I saw that. It was cool. But as great as that is, he's got to still have pictures in his head of his jersey being burned. He's got to still have pictures of people ripping his sign down. He still has to have the sound in his head of the social media stuff that was said and the radio calls and the things that got said. He still has to think about that stuff. That stuff is in his head. If you're you're a human being, that stuff will be in your head and you will always be thinking about that. The same way you would always be thinking about a girlfriend that broke up with you or you broke up with who did something mean after the breakup, who went out and got it on with, 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 with an old friend of yours, who effed up your car. You know what I'm saying? Who came to your job and did something crazy. You can't get that stuff out of your mind because you now know that is what's on that person's menu. That is what is available if you were with that person. And it's the same thing with if I was LeBron with Cleveland. I'm not going back there if I'm LeBron. Fuck that shit. No offense to the fans. You didn't really like me to begin with because of what you said. As far as the owner is concerned, if I'm LeBron, you can really go fuck yourself. You know? Now, this is no disrespect. Like I said, this is no disrespect to the people of Cleveland, especially the ones that listen to me, because you people, even if I didn't like the people of Cleveland, the ones of you that listen to me on a regular basis, you guys are the best. <laughs> None of this applies to you guys <laughs> or any of the other people in Ohio who are fans of <laughs> who who are fans that listen to me. Of course, everything I said about that, none of that applies to you guys because you're the best. <laughs> but in all seriousness. I would have a hard time. I'm not a vindictive person, but I would have a hard time even being going back there and dealing with that. I remember what you said. I remember you booing me every time I came to the, on the court. That's what I'd be thinking if I was LeBron. I don't need that anymore. I really just don't need that. So if, so to answer the question that my friend asked me, Yo, S, would you, if you were LeBron, would you go back to Cleveland? Hell no. Hell to the no. And I also want to say in conclusion of this segment, to my fans in Cleveland and the Ohio area or any of those people in, in any of that general area who are fans of the Cavaliers, I want to say that this doesn't apply to you because you're fans of me. So none of this applies to you guys. You guys are the best. You know, anything you actually did, I agree with. <laughs> Just keep listening and tell your friends to listen. <laughs> well, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, this concludes this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you guys for stopping back. Much love to you. Do me a favor, my friends. Uh, shout me out on your social networking sites. Uh, let everybody know about the show. Give me a good rating if you're listening to me on your podcatcher. And uh, write some nice things. You know, Feel free to use words like delicious, chocolate, genius, and God among podcasters and incredible man. Yeah, you can do that. The home base of the podcast is santhonysays.com. Yeah, hold it a second. I was about to tell you the home base of the podcast. Damn it, you should know the home base of the podcast by now. Okay? But I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) It's santhonysays.podbean.com. You can also look for me on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes. Uh, actually, uh, occasionally I walk around the streets randomly nude with uh, and actually rant these these same things that I put in the podcast. Um, but it, it's it's a lot less dangerous to do it this way. And also sometimes it's cold outside and, you know, I'm, you know, males can't walk around naked in the cold. Bad things can happen. And also people might get shots of it and have a bad idea of what the deal is. And, and that's not the deal. Damn it. 
Once again, much love to you guys. Until next week, my friends, S. Anthony out. Go. Yes.